It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan to day for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com rob ritchie farmers insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 laborers union 872 the builders of allegiant stadium and the las vegas ballpark home of the aviators promodirect.com use k-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. And welcome to another Friday football fiasco. It is Sports X Radio. Ken Thompson, Brad Powers, Mark Hoke at the production helm over there in the uh, terrarium behind us and of course we're brought to you by psbrlaw.com psbrlaw.com psbr law studios right here in the vegas valley over three and a half billion in verdicts and settlements the last decade for their clients success rate 99 percent hashtag strength by your side the relentless pursuit of justice brian panish good pal senior partner panish shea boyle ravaputi is psbrlaw.com for a long time in socal now here in the vegas valley for their fourth year you got the 702 down jot this number down you may not need it now, but you may need it in the future for the best in personal injury. 830-9353. PSBRlaw.com. Brad Powers, great to see you on a Friday. Another uh, fun week of college football. KT able to make some good money in-game. And, of course, my best bet, Mississippi State, made me the most money. Brad Powers, I did get you head-to-head. Now, you would have had me. But you didn't want to give me the three with Little Wyoming. And the only reason you didn't, and I give you credit, is because you said when the line got to three, that Wyoming might be the better side, might be the side to go with because it got to that key number of three. So we went with Virginia and Duke, KT at Duke. We won't even discuss that game because it wasn't close. And then in the NFL, KT, sticking with old Mariota because I've got Atlanta over four and a half wins. That's looking pretty good right now Why they're two and two. If they somehow go to Tampa, and hand Brady his third wow. straight home loss. I know, right? But third straight home loss. Can you imagine the Falcons would be in first place in the NFC South? Unbelievable. You were you were the only person I know that was on the over for the Falcons. 4-0 against the spread so far. Yeah, making us a little bit of money. but uh, Making you a little bit of money, not me. A little me. bit of coin. Okay, so overall, though, I'm following you on covers. I'm following your closing line value. And, of course, I follow you. You get to the Circa. You get those lines right away Sunday when they come out. Brad Powers, is this your best start to a college football season? That's my best start to a season ever. Mm. Knock on wood. Well, I mean, we'll see uh, how it finishes, but uh, we're rolling right now. Okay, so now FCS. Not a lot of people here bet FCS. 
in Vegas, but you're starting to get more people to pay attention to those games because you follow the FCS very closely. And that's, of course, you know, some of the teams like Mark Hoke's alma mater, North Dakota State, the powerhouse in, in uh, FCS competition. But there's, you know, interest now because people really don't care. If you can make them money consistently, they don't care what they're betting on. Certainly. And, you know, I started following it uh, real close because of the spring COVID season uh, a couple years ago. And, you know, I, I think there's some value there. Now, I will say traditionally I've been best when the FBS versus FCS games the last couple of years. I'm not having a greatest of season with just the FCS versus FCS. So what, ask me in a few weeks to see how that's going. Okay. So right now, FBS versus FBS, the big boys, you're doing really well. Very well. Newsletter's over 70%. College and pro. I've never had a start like this. Yeah. Well, let's keep it going. As you said, knock on wood. Okay. Uh, we get to some of this stuff early, so and then we get into the games, and we'll go fast. We've got, what, 55 college football games somewhere in that 52. 52 college, and then we've got the 15 NFL games. Next week, we'll have buy uh, breaks there for NFL teams, including the Raiders, so they have a big game Monday night. We'll get to that. Streaks as far as college football, you've got fives right now so for fives because a lot of teams have played five games not all of them tcu's only played four but bowling green over five games virginia tech uh five straight unders washington five straight overs northern illinois five straight overs utsa that's ut san antonio five straight overs as far as wins only two teams with five straight wins against the spread kansas they will be at home against that tcu team who's four and oh on the season and then arkansas state and uh, pretty good job by Butch Jones and the Red Wolves covering all of their games. Now, as far as streaks of four, because, again, not all teams have played five. Most have played five, though. Colorado State has lost four straight, and they're also under four straight games. Maryland has won four straight games against the spread. Iowa's lost four straight. TCU, James Madison, Wazoo, Utah, Southern Miss have all won four straight games against the spread. Fresno State, Stanford have lost four straight against the spread. And then Missouri, four straight unders. Oregon and North or Oregon, four straight overs. And Northwestern, four straight unders. So that gets you the fives and the fours. All right, college football injuries. Bryce Young, you think there's a chance he could go and Jalen Milrow, who had a great game after stepping in for Young last week against Arkansas. You think they're both going to play? I think they both play. Uh, Arizona, Jackson Turner missed last game, questionable. Uh, still sixth in tackles, pretty solid safety there for the Wildcats. K.J. Jefferson, questionable with the head injury. What about K.J.? I think the line's telling you he's going to be doubtful. Auburn, T.J. Finley, questionable with the shoulder. What about him? Does he get back in the lineup? No, nah, they'll Auburn? stick with Ashford. All right, Ashford, of course, the uh, transfer from Oregon. BYU, Miles Davis, he's questionable last I saw. Uh, Chase Roberts, uh, Puka Nakua, who's missed a bunch of games. Both of those receivers were questionable, and free safety Malik Moore also questionable. BYU against your Irish here in Vegas. Any updates as far as those guys go? Might be singing the blues there. Uh, Miles David, right, that's a poor joke. That's uh, good, though. I like it. Yeah, And uh, they wear blue. That's beautiful. I, I wear black, though. They um, are going to wear black. Okay. Yeah, because Notre Dame is wearing white. All right, so what do you think? Now, what do you think in that game crowd-wise? I'll say 60-40 BYU. That's very sharp by you. That's exactly what I would predict. Okay, good deal. Because we know that's why I do this show, folks. There you go. And Brad, right? We never we never talk at all outside of last yeah. week. We talked about USC, Oregon State. I don't think there's very many we'll people that time. would assume that. Uh, I might even go sixty five thirty five. I do think it'll be more of a BYU crowd. I agree. When BYU played UNLV, same with Utah, but really BYU. 
Rebel fans know it. It was blue and white everywhere. So you're saying they're wearing black. Notre Dame's going to wear white. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch that game from Allegiant Stadium. Clemson, Brian Breesey, uh, defensive tackle. This is sad. He's going to miss. Of course, he's got the kidney infection that he's dealing with now and, of course, coming off the death of his 15-year-old sister who passed away from cancer. It's been a tough go for the young man. Our prayers are with him and the family. Uh, Coastal Carolina running back, their number two running back, missed last two games. Questionable. This guy's a good, solid player for the Chanticleers. Uh, ECU, Rajay Harris, listed as out for the year now. That's a major yep. blow. Their second leading receiver, Keaton Mitchell, is the leader there for the Pirates. EMU, Taylor Powell. What about him? He missed last game. Austin Smith stepping in. Uh, you expect him to go for Eastern Michigan? I do expect him to go this week. He was dressed for last week's game. Just I think they set him out for precaution because they're playing UMass. Almost lost. All right. Uh, Florida State, Robert Scott Jr. Missed the last two games left tackle. We'll see if he's back in to solidify that offensive line. Uh, They lose at home last week to a solid Wake Forest team. I'll tell you what, if Wake Forest didn't lose that game to Clemson, I mean, I like that team. I I love Clawson as a coach. I think that team is the strongest out of the ACC still. Even though they lost that game to Clemson, I felt they were the right side, Brad. And I know we had Clemson, but I would have rather. I, I think Wake Forest is a legit ACC contender to get to the playoff. If they had won that game. Right. Yeah. No, I... I think that was a game that people overlooked last week. That was as an impressive performance as anybody in the country last week. The fact that they're off that heartbreaking loss to Clemson. Yep. They go on the road against an unbeaten Florida State team, and after Florida State jumped out early, Wake Forest controlled that game start to finish. How good a pro will Sam Hartman be? I don't know, but they have 43 guys that are either seniors or fifth-year guys. They just they act like men. Clawson, where do you rank him as far as coaches? Oh, I think he's the top 10. Top 10 and, you know, top one or two under as far as underrated doesn't get enough credit. I agree 100%. All right, Fresno State, uh, Tedford wondering what happened at UConn. I was able to get on UConn and hold on for that money line. We know Hayner's still well, out. Did you get like 10 to 1 or what did no, you get? No, no, because it was in-game. It oh, okay. was, uh, I want to say like plus 360 in-game, maybe third quarter. Okay. So uh, pretty good. I was in Arizona, so I was playing that on uh, DraftKings DK. I like that they give that opportunity where you can get down after just about every play, every uh, switch of possession, which is nice. I like going back and forth from Nevada to Arizona and having an opportunity to play different books. Uh, Evan Williams, questionable to safety for Fresno State, and we'll see how they do against Boise State. Josh Kelly, he uh, missed last game. He's, of course, uh, their leading receiver as far as yardage per catch. They could use him, and Raymond Scott is out, their linebacker. Also, Dante Bold, tackle. He is uh, questionable with a groin injury. Jalen Carter, out for Georgia, Hawaii. Uh, Pinoke, their leading receiver, missed last game with a collarbone injury, listed as questionable. Uh, Houston DBs and BP jump in if you have any confirmation on this. Uh, Houston, the Cougs, uh, Owens and Green, uh, combined with 40 tackles, both questionable last I saw for the game, but that's tonight against Memphis. Uh, I'm thinking they are more doubtful. Uh, Indiana, Camper had an illness, was questionable, and DJ Matthews questionable. No, nothing. Nothing on, on Hoosiers? Yeah. Okay, Kansas, he shot the running back. We know he is out. That's a major blow. They do have Neal and Morrison, but uh, that's still a loss for Kansas there at home against TCU. Game day will be there. Will Levis, this line has gone back and forth. Kentucky quarterback was as high as 10, dropped down when it looked like he was doubtful. Then it went back up when Coach Stoops talked to the media yesterday and said nobody's out. But then what happened? 
And then within an hour of that, it went right back down from seven to five and a half at Circa, who's taking big time limits this time of the week. So I think he's doubtful instead of questionable. All right. So you got the what, the ten with South got Carolina? The 10, yeah. Beautiful. Good job. And I, I sent out a text. I to got you. it. I got it, baby. Uh-huh. I, I got that right Inside away. Inside info. I that had. was great. I've, Brad a little Powers. More journalism background. That was me listen, doing that. Listen, let me tell you, uh, you also gave out some stuff last week. And again, folks, remember, we tape 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., courtesy of Marco coming in early. But we tape at that time. So when we get stuff out, you may get it Friday night when the show airs, 8 to 10. But follow Twitter. Follow at Brad Powers 7, at Brad Powers 7, at Ken Thompson 87, at SportsX Radio. We try and get you stuff. Now, I'm not going to tip my hat on stuff if Brad doesn't want it out, but he will give out stuff right here on SportsX Radio. And if he gives it out, a lot of times we're able to get that information to you tweeting-wise. LSU safety major Burns questionable with a neck injury. He's missed the last two games, and he's still tied for fifth in tackles for the Bayou Bengals. What about Malik Cunningham for Louisville? I don't think he's going to play. Line's telling you that. Only three? I mean, they keep in mind they were laying 13 at BC last week. Yep, and I had BC in-game on the money line. Held on for dear life with Cunningham mm-hmm. out. 34-33 or whatever it was. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, awesome I, for me. I, I, well, Dracovic, yeah, my, my guy finally played a good game. Finally got yeah. over 300 yards passing. They're up against, against Clemson. Oh, of course. Yeah, no question. Uh, but Tyon Evans, uh, Travion Cooley, those guys – uh, going to have to carry the shoulder, I mean the ball a little bit more there. Brock Doman would be the guy that would step in. He was 6 of 16, 92 yards in a pick hmm. so far this year. Not good. Miami, Restrepo, he's out. We know receiver-wise, we know George is out. Uh, Arroyo is out. Their tight end, Zion Nelson, their left tackle, questionable. What about Miami off the bye? How big is that going against Carolina? Oh, it's a huge game. It's a game no one's talking about, but, I mean, obviously it's huge for the division. It's huge for Mario Cristobal yes. off, you know, coming off the bye. They need a win. Ah, it's going to be tight. I didn't bet the game. All right. Eric All, tight end, uh, missed the last couple of games for Michigan, but Schoonar- Schoonmaker stepped in nicely, so they're okay there. Uh, Chisholm for Middle Tennessee State, and they got a big game at UAB. Uh, he's questionable. He missed the last game, but a uh, decent receiver there. Mizzou, love it. Love it, I should say. Uh, Dominic Love it. He's their leading receiver, questionable with a leg injury. Has 27 receptions, 460, and a couple touchdowns there for the Tigers, who actually – Made me good money. I got them in-game plus 23 and also had them plus, uh, was it 2,900? So 29 to 1. Uh, and that was in the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter. And I just said, what the heck? And I had it right there to the end, I mean, on yeah. the money line against Georgia. That was an outstanding game. And then Mevis, or Mevis, uh, the kicker, 5 for 5 after missing the chip shot yeah. game winner against Auburn. But he goes 5 for 5, 2 over 40, 2 over 50. He was dead on. He was. Unbelievable performance. You would have liked to have seen him make the kick yeah. against Auburn, though. I know. I that would've. was an extra point. I know. Drinkwitz, though, heck of a coach. I mean, a great motivator. Uh, he's a little. He's starting to feel some heat a little bit, yeah. believe it or not. But, I, but, but when I look at a game like that, and I know I have the number one team in front of my home crowd, I and I'm taking you. him down to the last minute of the game. I agree. I'm I mean, just telling you what I'm hearing. I'm just saying, to me, that lets me know. It's like Texas. Okay, so you see Sark there. And you're like, okay, they lose to Texas Tech. Like, well, you're, you're ticked off. But yet, they took Alabama 20-19 to 19 and had an opportunity to win that game after losing Ewers, their quarterback, and Card was banged up, you know, in that game. And they still nearly pulled that off. So I that agree. lets you know that your program at least has the capability, if they can get some consistency, to hang with the big boys. I hear you. 
Uh, NC State, Penix, we know he's out till mid-October. They're tight end. Northern Illinois, Rocky Lombardi, uh, he's missed the last couple. Uh, Ethan, Ethan Hampton has stepped in, so still questionable. Northwestern, uh, Zima has missed the last two. Safety, he is now out for the year. Ohio State, Travion Henderson listed as probable. What about Jackson Smith and Jigba? Questionable. You, all right, that's crazy, but you had given inside info that you thought this guy's might getting ready for out. the next level. Yeah, might be sitting out the whole year. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, this is major. Doubtful. Uh, Venables are just a couple days ago was talking about preparing three quarterbacks: Davis Bevel, Nick Evers, and General Booty. That's his name, General Booty. Uh, we're getting practice reps. You know, KT loves that Booty name, man. I'm telling you, back in the day, over, you know, you had the LSU connection and of course the USC connection. Uh, Marcus Major, running back, questionable with an ankle injury as well. He's got uh, four touchdowns on the year, five yards per carry for the Sooners, but they're deep there at running back. Uh, Oregon State, Musgrave, he could play here. Uh, Chance Nolan was questionable with the neck injury. They went to Gilbranson. What about it? Questionable. I think he's probable. Otherwise, they wouldn't be laying what they are right now. Abanaconda running back for Pitt. That's huge. Questionable. Tennessee, Cedric Tillman, out. That's yep. a major loss. Out and a starting cornerback out for the season, too, for him. Quinn Ewers, the uh, quarterback for Texas. What about it? Probable. Wow. Okay, so there you probably heard that first. I have not seen him listed as probable anywhere. Uh, last I saw, I saw questionable, but Brad says probable there. TCU Chandler Morris is probable with the knee, but doesn't much matter the way Duggan's playing right now. No, I mean, you got to go with Max Duggan. Are you kidding me? He's in the top five in total QBR. Sonny and Dykes, go- man, is, lucky, is almost lucky that Chandler Morris went down because he was Absolutely. struggling. Absolutely, right? against Colorado, and look at how that aged. I mean, that was pitiful that they were struggling against Colorado with him. All right, had a fun little money liner last week with Okie State, Troy, and Rice. Troy had to switch from Gunnar Watson to Daigie, who goes 7-for-9 for 71 yards and a couple touchdowns. Who starts for Troy's Trojans this week? I'm thinking it's going to be Daggy. I there's really there's not a big impact of the point spread, so I haven't been following it too much. All right, so Kai Horton stepped in, and then Ebieta uh, came in as well for Tulane. Ebieta got hurt, and he then it hurt. was Horton, and then it was Horton. Okay, and he threw three touchdown passes. Michael Pratt questionable with that shoulder. You got that information right here in studio last week. What about Pratt? Is he back? He is back. Michael Pratt will be the starter. Okay. So we know Keithy's out for the year for Utah. They, of course, at UCLA. Logan Bonner is out for the year quarterback for Utah State. Just so you remember, Cooper Legas is the starter there. Uh, Wake Forest, Blake Whitehart, their tight end, missed last game. And uh, we'll see he's questionable. And Wisconsin, prospected starter from the beginning of the year at cornerback Alexander Smith, who had a good year last year, will make his debut off a hamstring injury. And then Texas A&M, Max Johnson, out with a broken hand. Yeah, I mean, it can't get much worse for the Aggies. One other quick one, because I won't talk to you until then. Okay. Next Thursday, West Virginia's running back, C.J. Donaldson, who's kind of been a phenom, out. Wow, that puts more pressure on J.T. Daniels and the guys, and they come off that blowout loss at Texas. All right, weather-wise, here's what we've got. Up to the minute, again, this is at about 8.30 a.m. on Friday. Again, check your weather. Check your injuries. All this stuff subject to change, but this is the Friday football fiasco live KDWN. Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, 11-mile-per-hour winds down from 16. Ball State, Central Michigan, 18-mile-per-hour winds. That's the biggest one. Toledo, Northern Illinois, 15-mile-an-hour winds at DeKalb. Ohio State, Michigan State, 17-mile-an-hour winds in East Lansing. 
Carolina at Miami, 90% rain, 11 miles per hour. UConn at FIU, 86%, 8 miles an hour. Oregon at Arizona, 57% chance of rain in Tucson, 12 miles per hour winds. Texas, Oklahoma, winds at 12 miles an hour. Wisconsin, Northwestern, 14 miles an hour in Evanston. Tulsa, Navy, 13 miles an hour in Annapolis. Washington at ASU, down there right in Phoenix, uh, 33% chance of rain, 15 mile an hour winds. Wyoming at New Mexico, now in Albuquerque, 95% chance of rain, 11 miles per hour. And Purdue at Maryland. 12-mile-per-hour winds there. That gets you caught up on pretty much everything. Injuries, weather, and we use that stuff. And we're going to blaze now through the games. We'll start it here. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll keep on going with the college, and then we'll get right into the NFL here at PSBR Law Studios. Duke and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, another team I got in-game against Pitt when they were up 9-7. Wait, I don't get these. You're not texting me. Well, there's no time to text. Oh, okay. There's no time to text. I, I mean, and plus you're not on my VIP list. All right, you, fair you, enough. You, you didn't pay for the service. Powers, fair come enough. on. I mean, I pay for the Brad Powers VIP service, and it's well worth it. Real quick, before we get rolling, <laughs> let people know how they can get that B- VIP service, because you're doing outstanding stuff there. Yeah, just go to bradpowersports.com. What's that? Go to bradpowersports.com. All right, there you go. All right, so I, Hoke was in my ear there telling me he needs another donut. We get the Dunkin' Donuts rolling here early. All right, and, uh, and now he's giving me the uh, the number one, that I am number one. That is awesome. I love when he you know it lets me know that on a Friday here. All right, so Duke, Georgia Tech, rambling wreck, interim coach, Dukies, plus, uh, minus three and a half, 54 the total. Riley Leonard doing a good job running it, passing it. Yeah, I, I like this Duke team. I think they're solid. Calhoun's a good receiver. Uh, Coleman. Uh, Jacquez Moore, these guys, solid running game. And then Jordan Moore, Jacquez's brother, pretty good receiver as well for Georgia Tech. Jeff Sims, they're stuck with Sims, I guess. You know, he rushed for 81 in a touchdown last week, only threw for 102 in a touchdown. But as long as he doesn't turn it over, they got a shot. Hassan Hall, how about 157 on the ground? That was huge. Jenkins had a res- uh, touchdown reception. And Ely, 14 tackles for the Rambling Wreck. Duke, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech at home, plus 3.5, 54, a, uh, 54 the total. And I'll take the home team getting the hook there off a key number. I Look, I respect Duke. I've upgraded him as much as any team in the country. I just can't get to you know up to this number here. I think Georgia Tech's got new life with the interim. You upda- upgraded him after uh, KT uh, beat oh, your Virginia team? Okay. Yeah, and time. you downgraded Virginia? Yeah, big time. All right, there you All go. Right. Purdue and Maryland. How about Purdue? What they did to Minnesota. You had Minnesota in your top 10 in your power rankings. I was blown away. Not that Purdue won the game, but the way they shut down Minnesota. No, yep. Ibrahim didn't play. That's a major loss. Potts couldn't get out of his own way in the backfield. But Aiden O'Connell, what a job he did coming back. I mean, not really a great job. He threw two interceptions, didn't have any touchdowns, but he mixed things up, and their defense was outstanding. That's what blew me away. Purdue's defense was solid. They held the Gophers to 1.8 yards per carry. Charlie Jones, as usual, studly self. Even though he's tweaked his knee, he still has seven touchdown receptions from his old high school teammate, Aiden O'Connell. Purdue at Maryland. Talia Tungavailoa doing the job. Antoine Littleton coming off a nice effort in the background. 120 and a touchdown in the 27-13 win over Michigan State. Jones, Dykes, Jarrett, a pretty good receiving day. And then you've got still Brody and McCulloch, outstanding tackle-wise for Maryland. <clears throat> for the Terps, they're at home under Mike Loxley. They're minus 3.5, 59 the total. I'll take Purdue plus 3.5. I think it's an underrated Purdue team. Keep in mind, their two losses, very close. Syracuse and, and Penn, Penn State, State in right. the final minute. Those two teams, last I checked, combined 10-0. and 0. This is a good Purdue team. I want to play on them. And how about on the road? It seems like they're more comfortable on the road. Yeah, the Syracuse game they blew, but uh, yeah, I hear you. Louisville, Virginia, Malik Cunningham again, questionable. You think he doesn't go? You think think Dolman steps in? This line would be much higher if he was playing. 
I'm going to take Virginia. I know it's crazy. I went against him last week. I'm going to take Brendan Armstrong going back home, coming off the blowout loss against Duke on the road. Paris Jones got to get it together. Thompson and what's pretty good receivers. Chico Bennett's got four and a half sacks. The senior, he and Nick Jackson lead the way there for the Cavs. Uh, for Louisville, we know Tyon Evans, but he's questionable. He's got to get it going. Huggins, Bruce, uh, those two guys, 39 receptions. And a touchdown. Your take on this one? It is Louisville minus three fifty and a half from Charlottesville. I lean Louisville. My uh, minus the points here. I I don't like Virginia. All right, so that'll do it for segment number one, SportsX Radio. We will come back. We will pick it up with game 317-318, North Carolina, Miami of Florida. You're listening to SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, 720 AM, KDWN. I'm Ken Thompson. We'll be right back. Some girls are sadistic, materialistic. Looking for a man makes them opportunistic. The lion on the beach perpetrating a tantrum that a brother with money can be their man. So on the beach, you're strolling, real high rolling. Everything you have is yours and not stolen. A girl runs up with something to prove, so don't just stand there and bust the move. There you go. A Friday football fiasco busting the move. KT, Brad Powers on a Friday football fiasco. Mark Hoke spinning the hits. Little young MC, and uh, we're rocking and rolling right back to college football. Game 317-318 with North Carolina at Miami. Canes off a bye, and they had a lot to think about after losing to Middle Tennessee State at home. Mario Cristobal under a little bit of pressure in his first year back with Miami. Miami minus three and a half, 66 the total against Carolina. Carolina coming in. How about Drake May? 1,594 yards passing, 19 touchdowns via the airways, just one pick. He's rushed for three more. Brad, any chance this guy gets any consideration for the Heisman? No. I know, right? I mean, if the team doesn't win, I mean, that's why, to me, it's not an individual award. It's whether or not your team's in the top five, and then maybe you'll be invited to New York. Yep, pretty much. What a joke. All right, Omari <laughs> and Hampton, pretty good on the ground there for the heels as well. And then Gray and Eccles, these guys are outstanding. Their two linebackers have 99 tackles, 64 of them solo. They blew out Vodtech 41-10. to Miami off that bye, as we said. They'll rely on Tyler Van Dyke to try and get it back together with Keyshawn Smith and Michael Redding the third. On the ground, we'll see how things pan out. It is Corey Flagg leading that Miami defense. Can he hold down North Carolina's great passing game? Right now, Miami's favorite three and a half, 66 off the bye. What about it, BP? Going to lean Miami. I like the spot for him. Nice reset uh, for him after the loss where everyone throws him in the trash against Middle Tennessee just to lean on the Canes. All right, Michigan with J.J. McCarthy off the win at Iowa 27-14. Blake Corum, 133 and a touchdown on the ground in 29 carries. Ronnie Bell, only two receptions for 16 yards, but had a couple carries for 29 yards and a touchdown there. Four sacks, six tackles for loss for the Michigan D against Iowa on the road there in Iowa City. Meanwhile, Indiana gets beat pretty good by Nebraska and Lincoln, 35-21. Connor Connor Bazelak struggling, to say the least. Shivers and Lucas, not a great game on the ground. Noah Pierre, pretty solid with three solo tackles, two sacks, two tackles for loss for the defense for the Hoosiers, but only 2.9 yards per carry in that loss. What about the uh, Hoosiers at home in this game? They are plus 22 big ones against the Mason Blue, 59.5 from Bloomington. I'll go with the over here. Indiana, believe it or not, number three in the country in plays per game. Uh, I mean, we'll see how successful they can be against Michigan, but I, I like, te- obviously, tempo teams over for me. All right, your alma mater looked like they were going to get a cover. Matt McDonald and company just couldn't do it against Akron. Uh-huh. You look at the stats on that, you wonder how it happened. They had six sacks and nine tackles for loss. 
And they won the turnover battle 3-1, to one, but yet only win it 31-28 against the Zips. Jamal Johnson, Jason Patterson, pretty good 136 on the ground rushing. And Hilaire, four receptions, 95, and a touchdown. Buffalo, Cole Snyder leads the way there. Uh, Quayon Williams, Justin Marshall, pretty solid as well with a touchdown and 129 on the ground. And how about Dolak, man, their linebacker for Buffalo? Uh, they, he coming in there trying to be the Khalil Mack of the heyday. 14 tackles, 12 solo, three tackles for loss for the Bulls. Buffalo, minus 254 at Bowling Green. Yeah, I like Buffalo here. Bet them as a dog, even though they flip favorite. I think they're the right side here. Vatek off the blowout loss to Carolina. Grant Wells tries to get this team right on the road against Pittsburgh, who lost, as we said, at home 26-21 to Georgia Tech. Keaton Slovis threw for three touchdowns and the pick. Vincent Davis in the background rushed for 80 yards. Wayne and Mumfield, very good as far as receiving that ball. But, uh, my goodness, this uh, Pitt team was shocked there when they lost at home to Georgia Tech. Pitt was outrushed 232-106 to 106 in that game. Meanwhile, Va Tech, Dax Holyfield, 10 tackles, 7 solo there in that loss to Carolina. In the game right here, it is Pittsburgh minus 14.5, 41.5 from Pitt over Va Tech. Lean Pitt, the rebound. Also, this is the worst Virginia Tech team in 30 years. Yeah, uh, you can say that again. I made good money on Carolina last week. Uh, now we've got Auburn at Georgia. Auburn blowing the 17 nothing lead against LSU. Lost that game 21-17. Dominated the stats 438 to 270 total yards. But Robbie Ashford and company couldn't close it out. Tank Bigsby's not been doing much on the ground. 12 carries, 45 yards. It's been like that the last several weeks. Johnson and Hunter, five receptions, 144, and a touchdown there in that loss at home to LSU, Georgia. Meanwhile, we talked about their struggles with Memphis. Fortunate to win that game. Lost a couple fumbles. Bennett's threw for uh, Stetson Bennett threw for over 300 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. McIntosh and Milton on the ground, 128 and a touchdown. And then Bowers and Washington, eight catches, 130. Didn't get in the end zone. Uh, again, it's a Georgia team. Very fortunate to beat Masu, and they gave up nine tackles for loss to Missouri. That's a shock right there, Georgia. Nine tackles for loss, uh, and again, losing those two fumbles. Now they're back in between the hedges against Auburn. They're minus 30, 50 the total. Yeah, 30 is probably too much, uh, so I'm a lean Auburn. I would make, make the game 28. All right, remember we used the Westgate Superbook lines. And again, subject to change, Friday football fiasco taped 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Friday mornings. Clemson and Boston College, B.C. with that one-point victory last week, able to come back. Phil Jerkovic uh, playing pretty good ball, through for 304 and a three touchdowns there. Did have an interception. Broom and Garwa the third on the ground, 149 and a touchdown. How about Zay Flowers? Five catches, 151, two touchdowns. Jalen Gill had four catches for 97. De Palma, his usual good game from linebacker position, 11 tackles to lead BC. Clemson comes in. DJ Uyangalele uh, taking care of business there, 209 and a touchdown by the airways. Rushed for 72 yards and two more touchdowns. Actually had more rushing yards than Will Shipley. Uh, Brittingstool, Antonio Williams, decent via the airwaves, and Tyler Venables uh, led them with six solo tackles, and they won the turnover battle 2-0. They beat NC State 30-20. Clemson now laying 20.5 in Chestnut Hill, 48.5 against BC. Yeah, I made it 21. I will say when I made the bet on Sunday, I wasn't thinking about Clemson off wake, NC State, Florida State on deck. So it's not a great spot to lay a lot of points on the road. But again, I made it 21, lean Clemson. All right, Liberty and UMass Liberty with Caden Salter doing his best work so far. Uh, But he did throw a couple picks, had a couple touchdown passes. Uh, Day-Day Hunter. Uh, three receptions, 60 yards and a touchdown, rushed for 121 and a couple touchdowns. I mean, he is solid. There's no question there. Yarbrough 
pretty good receiving game as well. Had 94 yards and a touchdown there for the Flames. They had four sacks and uh, seven tackles for loss in the win at ODU. UMass, Gino Campiotti, he does everything. He only threw for 87 yards and an interception, but he rushed 25 times for 118 and a touchdown. George Johnson, the third, four receptions, 66 yards. Jalen Mackey had nine tackles, uh, sack and two tackles for loss there for UMass. Got to get it in there because who's going to mention those guys, right? Liberty <laughs> minus 24, 47 the total at UMass. Yeah, believe it or not, I bet UMass on the open, even though I'm a big Liberty guy uh, this year, but uh, UMass for me in a lower scoring game. And you called UMass, I, I'm sorry, you called Liberty last week. That was a great call. Yeah, I mean, it should have been a blowout if Salter doesn't throw those two interceptions. Yeah, still got the cover, though. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I want domination, KT. I, I know every game. I know I, I'm like that when I'm watching games. I don't even want the team to give up a touchdown. Yeah. You know, like you're like, how can you do that? Uh, Ohio State at Michigan State. This line at 27. My goodness, 65. The total from East Lansing. Peyton Thorne and company, as we talked about with the Maryland game, lost 27-13 at Maryland. Uh, no turnovers by either team in that game. Collins, Berger, Broussard couldn't get out of their own way there against Maryland. Reed and Coleman. 13 receptions and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Ohio State, Stroud, not great stats, 154 and a couple touchdowns and an interception against Rush uh, against Rutgers. But Mayan Williams, my goodness. How about 21 carries, 189 and five touchdowns? Doesn't get much better than that. Steel Chambers, 11 tackles, eight of them solo. But they only had one sack against Rutgers. A little concerning there. How about Ryan Day and Greg Schiano getting into it? My God, I thought they were going to throw down. Uh, Ohio State, 27-65 at East Lansing. I talk about good bets all the time. How about this one in the summer I made? Michigan State plus 18. What a horrific bet, KT. Uh, this line seems pricey, though. I, if push came to shove, even though I've downgraded Michigan State significantly, I'm going to lean with Sparty. Every now and then, he shows his that he is human. Powers. Nine points to the worst. I love it. Ugh. It's good to see. All right, Gene, it just humbles you just a little bit, Brad. Come on, man. You do all the work. You, you have all this stuff. You beat those closing line values. Uh, like nothing, but that one just didn't pan out. South Carolina's at Kentucky. Again, down to 5.5 at the Westgate. You'll see some sixes around town. 46.5 is the total. Uh, Rattler or Doty, because they both played. What's up with Spencer Rattler? Four touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, he's been miserable. I didn't expect that either. Watching him in the spring game, I thought he was going to be a nice fit for South Carolina. He just he isn't very good. I mean, it goes back to Oklahoma. I mean, getting beat out by Caleb Williams. Juju McDowell, Christian Beale-Smith coming over, transferring Marshawn Lloyd. Six touchdowns, six points, one yard per Gary for Marshawn Lloyd. Uh, Wells and Brooks, decent receiving core, but they're minus six turnovers, minus six sacks. Kentucky, Levis we think is going to be out. He's listed as doubtful last we know, but Chris Rodriguez was back in the lineup last week. Had three receptions for 40, rushed for 72 and a touchdown. Uh, he is a workhorse, and he is in great shape. I watched that. I mean, he is powerful. He is a downhill runner. How about Kentucky, though? Six sacks on the year. They've given up 19. DeAndre, DeAndre Square is really their leader on defense, but what about Kentucky at home minus 5.5, 46.5 against South Carolina? Yeah, if uh, Levis is out, I like South Carolina money line here. All right, good stuff there. A little bit uh, of value there, saying that the 5.5 is probably still good, but if you're going to lay that, uh, or take that, I should say, you might as well take a little on the money line from Brad Powers. Florida State at NC State in Raleigh. Uh, right now it is 3.5 the number for the Wolfpack favorite at home. 50.5 is the total. Devin Leary did not look like a Heisman Trophy candidate in the game against Clemson. I mean, Thayer Thomas, decent game, 84 yards receiving. Moore and Wilson on the defensive side of the ball were pretty solid there for the uh, pack with three and a half tackles for loss and 20 tackles between them. Jordan Travis, I like this kid a lot, threw for three touchdowns. Ward on the ground wasn't bad. And Pittman and Wilson, three touchdowns, 111 uh, between those guys. 
Uh, very, 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 very solid. I should say 170, uh, 11 receptions, 170, and three touchdowns. Jamie Robinson, 13 tackles, two for Florida State. In this game, FSU, plus three and a half at Raleigh against NC State, 50 and a half from the Westgate. I think Florida State's the sharper side here, so I'm going to lean Florida State, but I actually prefer the over. I think uh, the the people are going back to last week's games, seeing slower tempo from both teams, and I just I go to the full body of work, over for me. All right, if you go back to last week's games, Brad was probably pulling his hair out with Iowa State, couldn't get the uh, score yeah. that they needed to beat Kansas. KT had Kansas, plus the three and a half, held on. Jalen Daniels, not a pretty game. Rushed for nine yards, but he did get in the end zone there. He only threw for 93 yards. Neal on the ground, 75 yards. Grim, you know, four for 46, so nothing to write home about. Uh, they did have five sacks and eight tackles for loss, so the defense came up huge. How about Kansas on the season? Has 15 sacks. They've only given up two. Duggan, though, leads TCU. There's a lot of speed on that team. And Kendry Miller was running like nothing through Oklahoma's defense. Tay Barber seemed to be open all game. Tell you what, TCU, they could be the real deal. But can they win with game day there in Lawrence? I mean, think about it. Alabama at home against Texas A&M. You have Tennessee at LSU. You have all these games. Texas, Oklahoma. Texas, Oklahoma. But where's game day? They're in Lawrence, Kansas, for the love of God. The odds on that would have been $2 million to one at the beginning <laughs> of the year. TCU now up to seven at the Westgate Superbook. 69 the total. BP, you and I got on the Horned Frogs earlier when the number was good. Well, I think it still could be good. That's how much I like TCU. Uh, I just think, you know, normally I'd want to play against them after the Oklahoma blowout win, but I think because of game day, because I'm beating Kansas, that gets them refocused. They're clearly a superior team. Kansas should have lost last week. TCU for me. All right. Meanwhile, Florida off that game. They didn't have a bye, but they played early Sunday morning. Blew out Eastern Washington 52-17, to up 45 nothing. Anthony Richardson has five rushing touchdowns, my goodness, but six interceptions, only four touchdown passes on the year. Shorter Pearsall and Henderson, they'll have to do better in this game against Missouri because Missouri's playing with some confidence. Even though they lost the last two games heartbreak style, at Auburn, missed the chip shot kick, and then take Georgia, the number 